0: Hi everybody, The Complex PTSD guy here. I'm doing my second review of the movie Manchester by the Sea, and I'll start out by saying I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist, and I'm also not a professional movie critic, but I am choosing to review movies just about PTSD because I think it's relatable, and I feel like maybe I understand it, maybe more than someone who doesn't have PTSD, so I just thought I would review a few of these, and maybe you'll like watching them as well. So this is Manchester by the Sea, uh, directed by Kenneth Lonergan, and twenty came out in 2016. Casey Affleck is the lead actor. I went into a lot of the other actors and awards that were won in the last podcast, so I won't do that again here. I will point out that one thing I mentioned in the last podcast is this movie jumps around a lot from the past to the present, and that always kind of annoys me because it can be a little confusing for me. But I came to the realization that In order to understand someone's present-day issues regarding PTSD or trauma, you have to look into their past. And so that's why they're doing this. So I left off that Lee's children unfortunately died in a fire um, when he was intoxicated and he didn't put the fire guard up. Um, Later, this is years later, lee is now at a lawyer's office and he's finding out that he's going to be the legal guardian of his nephew and he cannot believe this because he feels so negligent and guilty about his own children dying in the house fire why would anyone want him to be responsible for someone you know their child so lee's just in shock about this so after finding out he's a legal guardian he, Patrick is there at the lawyer's office with him, and they end up getting into an argument while they're walking to the car. The argument is about selling the fishing boat. Lee is like, we need to sell the fishing boat. I can't, I can't handle that. Also, the fishing boat will keep him in Manchester by the Sea, and he doesn't want anything to do with Manchester by the Sea, this town they live in, this town Patrick lives in. Lee lives in Boston. Sometimes they refer to it as Quincy. Um, that part's a little confusing for me. But, Lee doesn't want to move back to where his children died and where people in town might talk about him. He doesn't want to deal with that. So this is the same fishing boat that they're talking about that Lee, Joe, and Patrick always used to spend so much time on and horse around on. They go to see the fishing boat uh, because Lee wants to sell it, and their fishing buddy, George, is there. And just out of the blue, while Patrick and Lee are standing there with George, Lee says would you want to be Patrick's guardian?" And so that right there, in my opinion, is Lee's PTSD talking. He's not thinking clearly, and he just doesn't want to deal with the trauma and with anything to do with taking care of a minor. And this, you know, Patrick is like, what? You know, George can't take care of me. You know, Patrick can tell something's going on with Lee, and George obviously knows something's going on with Lee, so George isn't going to be Patrick's guardian. Basically, Lee just can't, doesn't think he'll be able to take care of Patrick because, again, his own children died in the fire. They find out from the funeral home that the ground is too frozen and they have to wait to bury Joe's body. So Joe has to stay in the morgue in a freezer and that idea of him being in the freezer really bothers his son, Patrick. All of a sudden, Lee starts being a jerk to his nephew about funeral arrangements because Patrick keeps asking all these questions about why can't we bury them why can't we bury Dad now? Why does he have to be in a freezer? And Lee starts just being a jerk saying, Why don't you handle the funeral arrangements? I don't want to do this anyway. And so his anger's coming out, just like when he got into the bar fight and when he was lashing out when he was being rude to his clients in the beginning of the movie. Then Patrick informs Lee as they're driving that he asks if he can be dropped off at his girlfriend's house. And Lee thinks that this is Sylvie, the girl that was at the house before. And Patrick is like, no, no, this is my other girlfriend. This is Sandy. And so we're. it's implied that Patrick is a popular, a bit of a player in his high school. And he's the girls at school like him. Lee then goes home and the phone rings. It's his ex-wife, Randy, played by Michelle Williams. She says she wants to be at Joe's funeral... And Lee starts to open up a little because he he likes hearing from her. Um, so it's almost like a scene where there's a little bit of forgiveness going on or she understands lee's been she Lee has been through a lot and has not handled it well, so she's being very nice to him on the phone again she says she wants to go to Joe's funeral, and Lee says that would be great. that's fine. Randy then informs Lee that she's pregnant. And after a few seconds of hearing this, Lee says he has to get off the phone. Randy has moved on and is having another child with her hus- her new husband. And Lee cannot get over his kids dying in the fire. So it's a lot for him that his ex-wife is now pregnant. The funeral takes place and Lee and Randy hug and Lee meets Randy's new husband. During the ceremony, the nephew, Patrick, his cell phone buzzes and Lee looks at Patrick. I'm guessing it was Elise, Patrick's mother, who messaged him. And I'll explain. The reason I say that is when Patrick and Lee get home, Patrick asks his Uncle Lee if Sylvie can come over. And Lee says no. I'm guessing that it was Elise, Patrick's mother, who Lee does not like him talking to, who messaged Patrick at the funeral. And now Lee thinks Sylvie... Is probably a lot like her and so he doesn't want Patrick around Sylvie. So Lee is actually being protective of Patrick here and Patrick doesn't see that. Patrick then tells him he's not moving from Manchester by the sea and that his friends and his life and his high school, his sports, everything is there at Manchester by the sea and he doesn't want to go to Boston or Quincy. Then Patrick opens the freezer door of the refrigerator and all this frozen chicken falls out towards him. He starts crying, and he's having like a nervous breakdown, the nephew. And Lee comes down and says, what's going on? And he tells Lee that he thinks that he thinks he's having a nervous breakdown, and he tells Lee to get rid of all the frozen chicken. And Lee is like, why? And he's like, because it reminds me too much of Dad being in the freezer at the morgue. They jump back to the past again when Lee moves into his apartment after his divorce from Randy. This was just after his children died in the fire. It's basically not up to his brother Joe's standards, but Lee is just angry and says it's fine. He feels you can tell he feels guilty and he just wants to be left alone with it. Then they go back to the present, and Lee and Patrick are arguing because Lee says he can finish out this Lee tells his nephew you can finish out this school year, but after that you're moving to Boston and Patrick refers to it as Quincy. Patrick just wants to complete all of, all of his high school life there at Manchester-by-the-Sea. Patrick tells tells Lee he's saving his money for a new motor for the fishing boat. This is the same boat Lee was wanting to sell. Lee is frustrated, and when Patrick's not around, he punches a window. Right after he punches a window and his hand is bleeding... His brother's ex-wife, Elise, this is Patrick's mother, Elise calls their house phone, and Lee hangs up on her. Whenever they show Elise, she appears to be clean and sober. Patrick comes in and tells Lee, his uncle, that his mom has been sober for seven years, and he's upset that he hung up on her. Because she calls back and says that Lee hung up on her. They then show Lee applying for jobs, and he does not have much luck with this. It seems the town is somewhat divided over how they feel about Lee since the children died in the fire. Some of them seem to feel bad for him, and others say things like, I don't want to see that guy here again, after he goes in and applies for a job there. Personal commentary, if you live in smaller towns they can very much be this way. I grew up in a town of about 25,000 people, and they aren't always so forgiving. This explains part of why Lee is so reluctant to move back to Manchester by the sea. There's more scenes where Patrick and Lee bicker, and Lee is still acting out at times, mostly by not opening up to others. They then go to see Patrick's mother, Elise, because Patrick was really wanting to see her, And again, Leah is very hesitant about this. Elise appears at the door. She appears very clean and sober. And her husband is shown. Her husband is played by Matthew Broderick. Elise appears again to be stable. And the couple appear to be very into their Christian faith. And Elise tells Patrick that they're not trying to recruit him or anything. But as they eat dinner, Elise gets up. And soon Jeffrey goes into the kitchen to follow her. And the scene ends with that. So the scene where Patrick goes to see his mother is a very short scene, but it ends very kind of uncomfortably. They then show Patrick in the car with his uncle Lee. And Lee is glad to hear that Elise seems stable. And Patrick doesn't like that he's saying this because he thinks Lee just wants to dump him off with his mom. And even though Patrick wanted to go see his mom, Patrick did not feel comfortable when he was actually with her and Jeffrey. Patrick then receives an email from Jeffrey, his mother's new husband, saying to only email through him from now on if he wants to talk to his mother. So my guess is that Jeffrey is somewhat controlling, and Elise is either, in my opinion, in what I would consider a new addiction, which is living this stereotype of what a sober life is. A lot of addicts do this. Again, I'm not a doctor or psychologist, but in my opinion, this happens a lot of times when people struggle with addiction. They don't really get to know the gratitude of sobriety. They just fall into a new addiction. And that can be living in a constant state of what you think sobriety is supposed to look like to the outside world. And that, by the way, will drive you crazy if you do that. It's important to learn gratitude. But anyways, I could do a whole podcast, and maybe I will do a whole podcast on that. Back to the movie. Patrick receives the email from Jeffrey saying only to contact um, to him in order to get to his mom. And I want to point out, that's a red flag for me. Patrick is the one that wanted to go see his mom, and even wanted to live with her. But again, now that he's around them, he doesn't want that. Basically, we're hitting a turn in the movie, and that's the reason I repeated that part. We're hitting a turn in the movie where Lee, Uncle Lee, starts to open up, and even asks Patrick if he wants to see his friends or have Sandy over to the house. Patrick says, Haha, nice try. He can see Patrick... Re- really hopes he will live with him in Manchester by the sea. The next scene is where I will end today's podcast before the final review that I'll do later today. So in the scene where Lee was asking if Patrick wanted to hang out with his friends or his girlfriend, Patrick said no. And that's unusual for him. Lee can kind of tell that he's giving up. And he almost looks like he's out of his wits, the nephew. Lee then goes to a room in the house... And he sees a gun case with about four shotguns in it. Patrick walks into the room and says, Who do you want to shoot, you or me? And Lee says, Do you know how much these are worth? And Patrick says, No. And Lee says, Do you want to sell them so we can get a new motor for the fishing boat? And Patrick perks up and says, That's a really good idea. So they're finally, Lee is finally opening up. And that's where I'll end today's podcast. This is the Complex PTSD Guy signing off.